Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Credit Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about the two games from Tuesday, the 2nd of November. Uh, This morning, we saw Bangladesh take on South Africa. Uh, All these teams blurring into one. I was going to say West Indies there. They took on South Africa and they lost to South Africa. The dark horses, they're riding. They're riding strong. It's a strong, dark horse, the South African team. Uh, in Group 2, we also saw Namibia take on Pakistan in quite an entertaining match. I mean, Pakistan, they win out pretty comfortable winners, but Namibia gave a really good account of themselves. Uh, and there's quite a few players in that side that should be proud of what they've accomplished in this tournament. Uh, and obviously, congratulations to Pakistan and, and South Africa for victories that set up either a semi-final in the case of Pakistan or a serious chance at a semi-final in the case of South Africa. I am Jack Hope, and I am joined by... Maximus Roy Brown. Hello, extension of my name today. Um, a lot of green on show today, wasn't there? Triple green. It was. Yeah, there was. I, mean, I, I tell you what, though, just before we get into anything uh, deep, Bangladesh's alternative strip, plus points for that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of time for the for the red kit. Yeah. Yeah. As I've been saying, cricket needs a strong red team. Yeah. Well, uh, they haven't the- got one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for sure. Uh, Max, we always start off this show with some messages. Uh, so can you cram them into 30 seconds? I'll do my best. Please do subscribe to us on YouTube and click like on this video right now. If you're watching, click like, do it and uh, help tell everyone on YouTube that our content is worth uh, devouring and uh, and cheat the algorithm. Then also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the cricket pod uh, where you can uh, listen to jack and ross and very rarely me uh, spout things and uh, agree or disagree with us and uh, we're also sponsored by woodstock cricket so go over there for 25 percent off cricket gear uh yeah absolutely do that and we're on patreon patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod it's the perfect time to join patreon the beginning of the month uh it's in the show notes i'm not going to run through all the benefits now we'll do that later on in the podcast but it's uh it's extremely worthwhile 
And if you like us and what we're doing, it's the best thing you can do for us. Uh, if you if we were like your friends, which, <laughs> you know, in theory, we, we kind of are, yeah. Um, then you'd lend us five bucks a month and and not mind that we're not going to give it back except through um, long Medium discussions. Of cricket yeah, content, yeah. yeah. About, about cricket. Um, so... There's that. Max, we're going to do it in order of games today. We're going to, we're going to build up to Pakistan v Namibia, which I think we think is the more entertaining match. I think so. Uh, the way you described it was let's get South Africa out the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to summarise what happened this morning? Uh, let's do it. Yeah, South Africa, Bangladesh. It was the, uh, the dark horses against the flogged horses today. And um, uh, as uh, South Africa took on Bangladesh, uh, Bangladesh... They had two changes to their side as Shakib Al-Hassan was off to the glue factory and they'd clearly given up and decided that Mr. Fizzer needed a rest. Meanwhile, it was uh, exactly the right horses for the right course for South Africa in the shape of Rabada and Nokia, who absolutely ripped into the Bangladesh batting lineup. Uh, you know, stumps everywhere, legs in the way, catches. It was uh, it was pretty pretty hard to watch if you're uh, if you're a Bangladesh fan and ultimately uh, it was only Mahedi Hassan and Lytton Das who provided any resistance and they stumbled to 84 all out after 18.2 overs. South Africa in reply, a little wobble up top um, as uh, Hendricks and De Kock fell reasonably cheaply, but uh, Captain Ziddings from Bavuma saw South Africa ride home comfortably and, uh, and also extend their net run rate uh, quite handsomely so that as we enter the final furlong, of the group, they are a good few lengths ahead of the chasing Australian equine beasts. Uh, yeah, okay. So where do we start with this game? We probably start with Rabada and Nokia, don't we? Um, yeah. Rabada, it's an interesting one. Sometimes I think we've we've seen this with the Sri Lankan quicks when they've stepped up um, a level and been hit around a little bit. Mm. I, I don't know today whether we saw Nokia and Rabada, who are like Premier League players yeah Indian yeah. Premier League players yeah, yeah. step down a level and basically beat up a team from League One yeah uh, they were well, good though they did look very good they were doing things that, that obviously the Bangladesh players weren't capable of doing it was, it was skillful bowling yeah yeah I don't think they uh, they swapped over their roles a bit today didn't they uh, Rabada likes quite often uh, at least in the IPL gets uh, hatfuls of wickets at the end, although slightly expensively, and Nokia uh, tends to uh, bully teams up top. But it was the other way around today. Keith Rabada taking three uh, very... He was like th- uh, three for 14, wasn't he, after three overs, which was a, a very strong start to the game and pretty much ended it. But I think there was a stat I saw on um, on Twitter from Crickviz, which kind of highlighted it all quite neatly, which was that Bangladesh averaged nine against bowling of 145 Ks plus and uh, yes. <laughs> and the evidence was there to be seen. That's uh, that that was that was a problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for, for <Bangladesh. laughs> and they, they batted um, like it. Yeah, uh, it's it's not been a great World Cup for them. Um, in a couple of the other shows, we've gone in quite deep on, on what their problems are and what the potential solutions are. So I don't think we really need to do that again. Um, so we we can we can part the negativity and you know just say if you're if you're Bangladesh, you need to write this one off. You need to have a think about what it is that might make uh, an international T20 team competitive and and maybe move on from some of those players, maybe reorient mm, the strategy a little I bit. So. Uh, I mean, there was some really confused stuff going on today. Uh, why was Mustafa Zur not playing, for example? Normally when we say there's somebody in the chat says they were injured or they went home or they were sick or something like that, or it was their dog's birthday. 
Um, but I, they didn't seem to give a reason. They just seemed no, to drop their best, their best fast bowler. They just said they're um, arresting him. So that's um, that's odd. I mean, if you're re- yeah, yeah, obviously they're out. Maybe what are you arresting him for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rest him when you're actually out. Yeah. Um, so you know, bad luck, Bangladesh. Uh, I'm sure we'll see the rise of the tiger uh, at yeah. some point in the future. South Africa, though, do we now seriously need to consider them as as favourites to qualify from Group One, or is the fact that they have to play England last um, effectively I... you know, the boss battle that they're not going to get past? I well, they don't have to beat England, do they, to to get through? Uh, but they have to not get spanked. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think I think it's a, a real 50 50 because obviously Australia's last two games, uh, they haven't played Bangladesh yet. So they can easily catch up on some run rate. Uh, they haven't played West they, Indies yet either. And they haven't played West Indies, who've also been terrible. But, you know, they're due. They're, I mean, they, they're the kind of side that would quite actually, you could see them turning around and, and rolling over Australia and, and actually putting in a performance for. For the uh, for the tournament, so it's not it's not cut and dry, but there are opportunities for Australia to catch up this uh, net run rate, especially when you consider South Africa have got the beast of England to play well, uh, next. But I mean, they've put themselves in as good a spot as they could, I think. Yeah. Also, you know, if Australia win two, they do automatically qualify, which which we should, we should be clear about. But um, yeah. I don't know if I rate Australia that highly. No, I don't I, know if I, they will I, win yeah, I'm matches. thinking I'm thinking West Indies might might turn them over. Um, what did South Africa do well, except bowl really fast? Did they do anything else? <laughs> um, um, they made the right decision at the toss. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this is some of these games. Some of these games, I, I think we've seen in the last couple of days uh, that there are some sides in this tournament that are capable of batting first and winning. I think England are one of them. Um, Pakistan, you know, it was only against Namibia today, but they at least showed that they have the yeah. right mindset to do it. Uh, Afghanistan, I think, are a bat first and win team. And might mm. not always be, but they, but they are capable of but doing it. they can it. do it, yeah. Um, I don't think Bangladesh are. Bangladesh are a bat first and give up. Bangladesh, team. Sri Lanka, Australia, probably South Africa as well, I think. All, all chasing sides. Um, yeah. New Zealand, probably. Uh, India, are not, uh, neither, the way they've been playing so far. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I I think I'd probably say West Indies are probably a, should be a bat first side. But they, yeah, in theory that could work. But that's mainly because right. their bowling is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, so they won the toss. That's good. They won the yeah, toss and they good. had Rabada and they had Nokia. This is insight that you're getting on on the podcast. <laughs> uh, was there anything particularly good that you w- would point out from those two? Um, you know, Rabada's in swinging Yorker, for example, to yeah. Saka. I mean, they, was... they did bowl some tasty deliveries, didn't they? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just bowling fast. They bowled some nasty stuff. The they got they got the assistance from the pitch that they were looking for as well. A bit of life in that, which was which was uh, good. It was nice to see the pitch helping the bowler in like a, a sideways way rather than up and down way. At least that's you know I don't mind that. It's a bit more exciting, isn't it, than the ball bouncing off jelly? Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, I thought it was an okay wicket all day. I thought it was, a, you know, it was one of the yeah. best surfaces we've seen in the tournament. Um, so there, there were no complaints. There. Oh yeah, I mean, the Bangladesh. runs that uh, Pakistan piled on in the last uh, ten overs or so suggest that it wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, and yeah, Namibia got nearly nearly got 150, didn't they? So yeah, uh, Nokia's figures: eight runs, three wickets, three point two overs. Yeah, that's pretty um, naughty. As, as men against boys. 
Uh, with the bat, though, South Africa did nearly blow up and lose. They did, um, yeah. They, they, well, they didn't nearly blow up and lose. Let's, let's be clear about that. Well, they made three, it yeah. harder than they yeah. needed it to be. After the power play, they nearly they nearly blew up. But, uh, yeah, Bavuma came in and settled things nicely. I think that was a really important innings from him. And I think they really, I, uh, you know, you sort of you get the sense from what De Kock said in his apology about uh, not taking the knee that they really do look up to Temple of Boomer and he's a really underrated leader and you know not he's not an all all you know shouty uh, big macho man leader he's just a really intelligent considered uh, guy and uh, that was uh, an intelligent considered innings for him given the given the situation and um, yeah I mean chase it down in 13 and a half overs probably could have done it quicker I think uh, you'd, you'd sort of be looking to do that in maybe like 11 but it's good enough isn't it yeah that's good enough it does i i go back to the table it does create some interesting permutations i mean west indies you know their net run rate minus 1.5 with two matches to play is possibly recoverable to catch the south african net run rate which will probably fall from 0.7 um i get it you know with that with them playing england in the last match um Australia's net run rate is already pants because they played yeah. England and, and been taken apart already. Yeah. <laughs> the West Indies actually have they South Africa won by enough to put themselves in a good position, but not enough to completely remove the carrot for, for West Indies. So mm. um there, Which there is could be good some, for them. There could be some fun games left to play. Uh, anything else on this match? Uh as our timer goes off, and that'll be really annoying for everyone listening on, on YouTube. Uh, anything uh, else left on this match that you'd like to, to highlight? Yes, I'd like to commend. Uh, I'd like to commend highly Nassim Ahmed for hit wicket. Oh yeah, the second hit wicket in the history of T Twenty World Cups. Yeah, stunning, um, stunning. He was, scared, he was so scared of Nokia. First ball just smacked his stumps suicide. over. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. No, I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Props um, to that. It was. It was good. Uh, later match. Do you want to talk about that? I suppose we do, don't we? That's that's what we're about talking. Yeah, I suppose you know we should we should cover cover both both games. That would only be fair. Um, um, and we did build this one as the interesting one. Yeah. So Pakistan, Namibia, Pakistan, all conquering, unbeaten. Pakistan coming up against the uh, the better of the associate nations in uh, in their group. So it would seem, and they decided to go for a slightly rogue strategy of winning the toss and batting first, uh, supposedly said uh, Razam because they wanted to uh, give some of their batsmen an opportunity, which uh, was an interesting concept given that he and Rizwan decided to bat for uh, nearly exactly 100 balls between them, uh, which isn't my idea of giving your uh, other batsmen a chance at getting some time in the middle. But, just giving yourself some a chance yeah. for some time in the middle. That's what that <laughs> and is. And they've had plenty um, of that already. Um, so that uh, that was an interesting gambit, but um, didn't matter because despite a very slow start from them, where it looked like it might have been a uh, slightly bold decision and a little um, possibly even arrogant at the start, they did turn it around a la Joss Butler at the end. And uh, Rizwan smacking 79 or 50 was highly impressive alongside Barbara Zam's more uh, consistently good 70 off 49 and um, and Mohammed Hafiz as well coming in scoring at exactly 200 at the end with 30 off 16 um really turned what looked like being a, a gettable total from Namibia into astronomically out of reach for them but they gave it a good old go didn't they um they did Stephen Bard uh his run out was pretty bad that was uh 
that was that was disappointing from him, especially the way he was starting the chase. Um, but there was some some good efforts in there. Like Craig Williams is forty, and David Visa. We know we know he's got quality, and he showed it again today with forty three or thirty one. And they were never really challenging, but they were in the game for a good 12, 13 overs until the rate became rather unattainable. And I think Namibia can come out of this with a lot of pride in that they, uh, well, firstly, weren't completely destroyed by Shahina Fridi and Hassan Ali in the power play, which many other teams have been. And, um, you know, they, they played uh, played the game with proper spirit. They kept giving it a go, even when the game was out of sight. They kept going for runs and trying to get as many as they could. And um, they look they look decent, don't they? They look all right. They're not a bad team. They're, I, I, I've enjoyed watching them play in this tournament. I think they've been a really good addition. Um, they're obviously inconsistent. They have some glaring holes in, in both their batting and their bowling lineup. Um, yeah. But it it's it's for, for a team that's, you know, I think there are five, I think there are these, these players come from five clubs in in the Namibia. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's five pitches, isn't it? They've got in the whole yeah. country. So There's three million people who live in Namibia. Um, for them to come up against Pakistan and actually hold their own for large yeah. parts of the game is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is really impressive. And they and they, you're right, they should have, they should take a lot of pride in what they did. Um, Interesting that they, I think, having seen the first game, decided to drop almost all their spinners apart from uh, Nicole Lofty Eaton, who obviously is a a key part of their batting lineup. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, it was interesting because it sort of worked, particularly up front. I mean, so this Pakistan, they deserve credit, obviously for scoring loads and loads of runs, scoring 189 runs. Whenever you do that, you've, you've batted well. But there were quite a lot of opportunities. And I, I think um, for, for Namibia not to have produced a wicket in the first six overs of this match um, had more to do with luck than it had well, I mean, to Riz, do with Rizwan Pakistan was, batting well. Rizwan was millimetres, wasn't he, from being out LBW? He was millimetres from edging about 15 deliveries as well. When when he was, you know, when he was going at considerably less than 158, more like 58 uh, in terms of strike rate. So, yeah, you know, on on another day, they're chasing 130, 140 and and they're in with a real shout. And and had they had that touch of luck earlier on, they might have been able to keep Pakistan within sort of touching distance. As it was, not taking a wicket early and not really having a proper spinner in the middle overs to control things and not yeah. really having any death bowlers. And this is what we mean by glaring holes. It's not it's not really the player's fault that, you know, Trumpelman, for example, he bowled two of the best overs you'll see up front. Yeah. In, He's a really this, good power play bowler. Yeah. And then they asked him to bowl at the death and he clearly did not have that in his locker. Um, Smith sort of similar bowled a pretty good power play over did you know that he was the one who had Rizwan a millimetre away from being out LBW um, came back later on uh, same batter hits him for what was the, what did the last over go for 24, 24. runs yeah. yeah and that completely takes it away from um, from, from from Namibia uh, and it's not you know there, there, there are other teams is, is what I'm saying here a, a better resource team would probably have a death bowling option um, and would probably have uh, someone like Mark Watt even for yep. for Scotland uh, as a middle over spinner, and they just don't have that. And uh, it did it did tell in the end. Uh, having said that, I don't want to take too much credit away from Babarazam and Rizwan, who, well, in Rizwan's case anyway, after a reasonably poor start, uh, did go full Joss Butler towards yeah. the end, didn't he? Uh, how did you rate Rizwan today? Um. Uh, one out of ten, followed by ten out of ten, basically. So six out of ten. 
Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Well, it depends how how long you you, uh, you give each or how much okay, weight right. each part of the innings, doesn't it? I think. Um, I know overall uh, overall a strong strong eight, I think, but uh, with the proviso that it could very easily have been a two, um, uh, bearing in mind where he was. But I I I, th- I really rate Rizwan. I think he's a quality quality player. It'd be difficult not to, wouldn't it? If you just uh, look at look at um, his ability and the way he plays and. Um, yeah, well, with with him and Azam at, at the top of the top of the order, Pakistan uh, um, got got a lot of bases covered. Yeah, um, they do. They definitely do. Uh, I think. Yeah. I and Mohammed Hafiz, evergreen. Well, yeah, 41. 41 years old, thirty-two from sixteen, five fours. So that was a bad we life. Were, we were chastising them, weren't they, for bringing back the old gits? And uh, he's absolutely too good for Namibia. <laughs> too good for Namibia. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's he's done it in he's he got involved in the previous games as well, though, hasn't he? I mean, obviously Asif Ali's been the uh, the main star of that, but he's done his bit. Sure. Uh, then Namibia with the bat, uh, similar to the bowling, they they have a little bit of a problem here. They've got four or five, or maybe three or four, quite good players. I think players that are, are very deserving of a spot in a in a Super Twelve batting lineup, and then a lot mm. of players that probably don't make that cut. Um, I think annoyingly for them, all of those players are sort of concentrated in the number five spot. They, they I think Erasmus would be a really good number, well, number four maybe. Uh, Visa's a very good number five. Smith probably wants to bat in that in that five area too, uh, and it creates a little bit of a log jam there. Uh, whereas at the top of the order and and, and like a number eight death hitter, uh, they're they're a bit bare. And uh, that was sort of the story of the chase to some extent. Although they went slower than than Pakistan, uh, faster, sorry, than Pakistan over the first ten overs. Yeah, uh, they really needed someone to be scoring. That's uh, it. I mean, Pakistan uh, a lot went faster, at, like thirteen and over for the last yeah. ten, didn't they? Which is but that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, um, has another stat I saw is that uh, only England. It was like after a little bit of Pakistan going mental, so only England have gone faster than Pakistan and over sixteen to twenty in this tournament. It's like. Well, England have only batted over sixteen to twenty once in this tournament. <laughs> Pakistan have done it, <laughs> done it a few times, and they've done it consistently. So I, I think uh, one's more impressive than the other. Yeah, a few shout out. Uh, Gerhardt Erasmus, I thought was decent for fifteen off ten. Played some attacking shots. Uh, Craig Williams was okay. Uh, didn't strike that quickly, but has some nice shots. And David Visa, like doing a one man band thing at the end. <laughs> uh, gets 43 from thirty one. I'll tell you what, one hundred and forty four off twenty overs. I know they lose by forty five runs. Um, but that is decent. That's a good performance from from Nubia yeah. here. And yeah. and bearing in mind that Pakistan had a little bit of luck here and there when they were batting, um, I, I I think that game could have been at least twenty runs closer. Uh, hmm. Had you know had had that ball from Smith been a millimeter uh, more in line, and Rizwan gone early, and Pakistan been a bit slower and scored, they probably still scored one hundred and sixty, wouldn't they? One hundred and seventy. Yeah. But uh, it would have been it would have been a little bit more interesting, uh, mm. and uh, yeah, valiant effort from uh, Namibia. It Absolutely. does mean it does mean Max that Pakistan are mathematically qualified for for the World T Twenty semi final. Are they the second team after England to have secured their place in the second round? I believe that they are. Yeah, um, or is there some else, freakish way? That England get knocked out still. Hold on, South Africa win. Yeah, South I think could I th- beat, yeah, South Africa could beat us, and Australia could win. Win too. So, yeah, South Africa would have to absolutely smash us. And yeah. Australia would also have to uh, 
Absolutely well, let's just say everyone else. Pakistan right, are the second England, team. England are through. <laughs> Pakistan are the second team, not the first. That was England to qualify for the semi-final of the T20 World Cup. Uh, Max, bearing in mind what we saw today, them batting first, them going slow, them accelerating at the death again, uh, then getting hit around by mm. a few associate batters. <laughs> are you more positive or negative on Pakistan now than you were three hours ago? Um, I, I think... They will be better for the experience of bowling with a bar of soap. I think, uh, you know, Bubba Azam said at the top that he wanted to get some time in the middle for his batsman, which obviously didn't really happen in the end. But the flip side of having to chase is having to deal with um, what seems to be now quite a serious Jew issue, which was, um, uh, you know, something that people had touted a lot at the start of the tournament and hadn't really appeared for the first, like, 10, 12 games. There wasn't, you know, there were talk about due points and all that kind of shit and it didn't really uh seem to manifest itself but the last two nights we've seen uh, a dramatic change haven't we in, in that and you know the the number of times people are drawing the ball and having to deal with that slippery seam so i think that'll be a probably quite a good experience for pakistan in a game that they never really were in danger of losing to to sort of in case you know they have to deal with that uh in in future and i think you know it's probably towards the end they took their foot off the gas a little bit but um yeah I'm, I'm still i'm still very positive about pakistan's chances just from seeing them dig themselves out of that that sort of hole at the even if it was against the namibian lineup you know they're they're consistently p- putting on these like back-end performances of smacking the ball around and that's that's a good sign yeah, I think I think they might have a bit too much for South Africa or Australia or the West Indies. Whoever, yeah, I think so. Makes it. Unless, you know, unless the West Indies suddenly turn into the West Indies again, and then that could be an amazing semi-final. Mm. Um, but it is looking it's looking like England Pakistan is is where you want your money if you were if you were if you were going to bet on the final. Uh, Max, we said we'd save some time. Unless there's anything just just to draw a line under it. Is there anything you want from the rest of this cricket match to talk about? Uh, that, was no, a, that was the right words in the wrong order there. That was... Yeah. Uh, I suppose the only other thing I think for me is with Pakistan's bowling lineup. They've won quite handsomely in every game so far. And in each of those, one of their paces has actually been reasonably expensive. I think like Hassan Ali in the first couple and today it was Shahina Fridi. So if they all come together properly one day and and uh, and don't uh, go for runs, they're, they're going to be even more fearsome. Yeah, on the other hand, though, Max... If they all they, if they all go if for they all have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to do some questions now. Sunil will ask answer your ones first. Send us a super chat. Sunil says, uh, "Do you think time has come for India to leave behind Kale Rahul, Kohli, Jadeja, Bhuvi, uh, and look for newer players in white ball cricket like Samson, Shreyas, Ayer, uh, Gaikwad, Siraj, etc.? Answer that, Max. Uh, Kale Rahul, no. Kohli potentially in T20s. Uh, yeah." He's gone. Boovy, yeah, probably. Jadeja, absolutely not. Uh, no way. And um, and in terms of bringing the players in, yeah, some of them. Not Shreyas. I don't think Shreyas I is the man. But uh, Samson, possibly, uh, if he can actually put some like consistent form together, because he's obviously ridiculously talented, but uh, a little uh, up and down. And, you know, you've got, um, yeah, you, you've got quad. Padakal, uh, like Venki Ayers, like putting his head up at the parapet now as well. We've seen the end of the um, 
under the IPL. So, I mean, if any of these guys can transfer their IPL form into international cricket, which they theoretically should be able to do, because you think like the IPL quality of the T20 cricket in the IPL is higher than it is in um, international cricket, then uh, then yeah, like there's such a wealth of talent to to sort of go from. I think I think it's, yeah, time for time for a bit of a rebuild. Like it's a bit like England in 2015 after we got pumped in Bangladesh. What about this is a lineup. I'm doing this sort of off the top of my head. Guy yeah. Quad, KL yeah. Rahul, like opening. This mm-hmm. isn't really taking into account left hand, right hand, or anything like that as well. Yeah. Uh, Sky at number three. Ishan mm. Kishan at number four. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I'd have at number five. Who would Pan? you have number five? Oh, yeah. Pant. Yeah. That's obvious. Sorry. Yeah. That's a really easy one. Uh, Hardik. Uh, then I'd have Jadeja and then Bowlers. Shardle Takur, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that that's something like like I, I don't think they need to throw them all out. I actually think you know, there's India have been playing the Indian team have been playing cricket since um, what March away from home, yeah, in bubbles. It's it's a it's a crazy environment that they oh, they're, in. they're they're absolutely um, yeah they must be absolutely knackered like both physically and mentally. With, you know, yeah, so the, I like, think the IPL that... was uh, quick fire as well at the end and. You yeah. kind of you kind of saw yesterday, didn't we? Actually, the value of um, having a break because Josh Butler played all that cricket and then recused himself from the second half of the IPL with yeah. the birth of his child. Comes back, yeah, looks uh, looks a new man. You know, you, you can kind of see the flip side of yeah what India are probably struggling with. Um, Faisan also on uh, super chat says uh, so thank you to both of you by the way for, for sending us a super chat it's very much appreciated yeah. uh, what nobody talks about as much is that pakistan despite being an exile from home cricket uh, have won the 2009 uh, world cup the 2017 champions trophy and reached several uh, world cup semis uh, there's not so much of a question there but yeah pakistan are a good cricket team they're not mm. i i don't i think and that they played they were, a lot of cricket in the uae as well yeah they were definitely on the radar as a team that we thought could do well in this tournament um, yeah. the, I, I don't know if I'd have had them. I don't. I don't think I rated them as highly as they have performed. Um, but that might be as much yeah. to do with well, me. Well, I had them to PSL. win on cricket.com. Well, there you go. They laughed so... at me, but look at me now. <laughs> so Max has actually been back in Pakistan to win this whole tournament um, since, yeah. since ball one. It was slightly. Uh, they are me- a good it team. was slightly a mean pick, but they're good. They yeah. are good, undeniably. They are a good team. Uh, right, we'll head over to. Um, to to Patreon, uh, Patreon. That's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Max, can you quickly plug Patreon while I load it? Yeah, uh, Patreon. A uh, few levels of of sign up, aren't there? The in the first level, you will get your questions answered. Yeah, any level, you will get your questions guaranteed to be answered uh, by us. No matter how stupid, probably. Although we might censor them if they're extremely offensive. And um, <laughs> uh, you also get access to a lovely, uh, lovely spreadsheet with all the ball by ball data from all of the IPL ever, which uh, which we put together. Uh, so you can you can play uh, play the game uh, cricket analyst simulator 2021, um, and you know be the next Dan Weston. Uh, it's a good next, game. Next level up's a cap, isn't it? You get, uh, you get a cap, and then the, the yeah. top level is you get to hang out with us yeah. at some point in the future. Right, Max, here we go. Uh, this is from Adam Dallimore, and he says, Hi, chaps, just a question for discussion on the show. Something I'm trying to get my head around, or just not buying, the term catching up when batting. A lot of the games in this World Cup, the the, the team batting first, uh, 10 overs in, has started slowly, and then the comms 
the people of comms will say that the teams will catch up at the end. Uh, but aren't they just wasting balls at the start? And can they score more runs? Uh, I understand that there can be challenging periods in games, but I just don't really buy it when they say uh, catching up. Like Morgan yesterday, he was nine off 20 balls and finished 40 off 35. Uh, but as far as Adam's concerned here, that was Morgan just wait, wasting some balls at the beginning. Uh, mm. What is your take on that, Max? And then there's a follow-up question here, and I'll pick that one up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what's the what's the meaning behind the term catching up? The the implications of that are that you were behind, aren't they? So uh, I'd say catching up probably is the right way to put it, isn't it? Because you've uh, you're behind where you want to be after a certain point, and you have to go for it at the end to try and catch up to somewhere where you think is. Uh, a decent score. I mean, there, and there could be many reasons for that. It could be a deliberate ploy to try and catch up at the end, or it could be that, yeah, you were just hopelessly out of nick and couldn't hit the ball off the square for 20 balls and then something changed and you, you got back into it. Um, I think, yeah, there is there is an intent issue and um, uh, at times, uh, which, which means that teams need to catch up. But the difference we've seen so far in this tournament is that some teams have the ability to or intent to catch up, like England and Pakistan, and some teams can't or haven't like uh, Australia and, and India and the games we've seen I, th- I think that's you know I think they're, that, that's sort of the big differences between the sides really uh, yeah it's it's uh, I, I, in general I think the best way to play T20 cricket is to not put yourself in a position where you do yeah. need to catch up yeah and I, I wonder possibly it's a it's a conditions thing specific to it this does, World Cup yeah. I mean, the the number of times it's happened so far suggests that it's uh, there is something more to it here. But yeah, I I I I I think most of the points you're you're talking about there, Adam, are are correct. Like you are mm. better off. And twenty overs isn't very long, yeah. even if you I go mean, ballistic. It's it's we always we always say, don't we? That yeah, I mean, aside you you talk about time being the main resource rather than wickets in in T20 generally, and the easiest time to score runs in terms of the way the fields are, is the power play. So you should make the most of it. So, um, yeah. This is, uh, yeah, and this leads on well to Adam's next question, which was, uh, is the power play becoming more bowler friendly? Um, now that I think that's a really interesting one because as you've just said there, Max, in theory, because of where the players are, but the fielders are placed, it should be easier to score runs. Mm. Now, coming along with that, are some factors that are in the bowler's favour, like the ball is newer, the ball swings. Um, The fact that the fielders are in the ring means that a miscue is probably more likely to be caught than when you have everyone everyone on the rope or even a a well-hit ball straight over. You see a lot of people caught a mid-off and mid-on in the the house. Well, they creamed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Is it becoming more bowler-friendly? I think that the answer to that is I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is a bit of a cop out, but in this tournament, it does seem like teams have struggled to uh, a score runs, but b avoid losing wickets in the power play more than you would expect. Uh, uh, my theory on that would be that we're seeing a combination of two things: one, batters that aren't really T Twenty specialists being asked to open the batting for a lot of these sides, not really knowing what they're doing, getting themselves into bad situations, then uh, having to catch up and then having to throw their wicket away. And because they, the, the opening batters have screwed up opening the innings, the pressure's on number three from ball one. So they yeah. have to do the same thing, except they haven't had the, the benefit of seeing Call it the uh, Punjab Kings effect. Yeah. So I, I think it's a little bit of a concertina. Um, the the the, uh, the 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 other the other possibility though is that that maybe bowlers have adapted and it and it is um, a little bit easier in in the power play than than expected certainly today and it just, this struck me 
Um, it, the ball seemed to be swinging a lot more for South Africa than you would expect to see in in the power play. So it might be just the conditions, the time of the year in the UAE uh, means that there's a little bit more lateral movement in, in the power play and it is just a little bit harder for, for teams to bat. So there's a few things to look out for, um, basically. I I think the, the point around not some of these guys not being um proper t20 players and and, and i'm in the sense that they're you know nobody in the ipl is going to buy lit and das uh hmm. um or risa Hendricks from south africa or, or aaron finch or australia um you know, you know a lot of these players aren't top top level opening batters in in t20 cricket yeah. and i think that's how they're getting into these bad situations is that they're just outmatched um, we have another couple of questions um, from VJ on uh, Patreon. Um, Prolific who asked, today. Was India uh, strategy taking it deep? Was that was it? Sorry, I'll just read it. I'll try to paraphrase. Blew it. Uh, we did. We see an example of failure when you when you use the taking it deep strategy in the India v New Zealand game, Max. Uh, is that what they were doing? Were they taking it deep? No, I think they. I think. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, it's I, I, I didn't see any intent at any point. No, that was that was that was like yeah, there's there's taking it deep, but the idea of taking it deep is that you at least give it a go at the end. But I there was only it was basically it was nothing except for like Jadeja in the last over got about twelve, didn't he, to to get them to sort of what 114 or whatever it was. Um, I, I I it was a bizarre performance that for from India. I don't think they're taking. I mean, arguably with Dhoni as the mentor, maybe they are trying to take it deep, but it seemed to me like none of them knew what to do. They were just all. Uh, they'd all sort of lost it. They couldn't, just couldn't bat. It was, it was a really <laughs> weird performance. And I think it might. I don't think so much as a taking a deep issue was a like one of those one-off. Everyone had a bad day, and it and it didn't, you know. And it's sort of symptomatic of the like deeper issues and that they've got in the side. But everything went bad at the same time. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, that is that they are the. No, oh, there's one more question from Patreon. So I said two, didn't I? But I only, mm. only read out once. Uh, I only read out one. Um, England v Pakistan. This is VJ's question. Is that going to be the final or is it? Is, does someone else have a chance? Uh, New Zealand have a chance if they win the toss in the semi-final against England, assuming they get through. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's possibly fair. I think Pakistan will beat um, whoever they play in their semi-final. I think that's probably fair too. I think that the, the Pakistan will have the easier semi-final of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't really rate any of the other teams in England's group. I think it's a really poor group, and I've said that a few times. Uh, we're going to do a cu- few questions from Twitter, and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, one from Navneeth who asks, "Can teams play uh, Rashid Khan like an off-spinner? Ninety percent of his deliveries are googlies." I think the problem with that plan, Navneeth, is that he'll just reckon- start bowling leg yes. spins. <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah. seen how easy he flicks between the two? It's like one yeah. finger different. He'll probably change it halfway through. Yeah, so I, I I I I appreciate the point, but I think it might be a little bit difficult there. It might work for an over. You could probably get away with it for an over. Uh, Rajdeep asks, uh, Dan mentioned a few streams ago that higher quality batting uh, generally bails out bad planning. Is that what happened with Pakistan's batting today, Max? Um, kind of, because the there was bad planning, wasn't it? Because they chose to bat when they won the toss, which is terrible planning. Yeah, but. Again, that was kind of the plan all along. 
So yeah, I, I think Pakistan are definitely a platform, and then have a yeah. look in the last six overs a team, and that means that means two things. One, they're probably never going to get an amazing score back. I know they did get a pretty good one today, but they were playing N- Namibia, who have, as we've discussed, no death bowlers. Uh, that means against like equal opposition, they're probably never going to get an amazing score, but they should mm. quite often get a one forty to one sixty five score. Like yeah. probably in 80 percent of their games, they're going to score in quite a tight um range of runs um and that suits them because they've got the bowling to quite yeah. often keep teams below 145 runs um but yeah I, I, you know they've they've got the tools that they have and they use them fairly well like there's yeah. really not much point in asking babrazam to go mental from the start because it won't work no it is unlikely uh, akash asks max uh, how come aussie women's team is head and shoulders above the rest with five titles when their men's team can't figure out the t20 format uh, even the 100 was a bigger success than the wbbl uh, yet the aussies have the strongest t20 team so have you got any theories on that um i just think possibly that the the playing field in in women's cricket is there's a there's more of a gap isn't there between the the top teams and the I think we're starting to see that close now. I think India have really stepped up the the quality of their their women's side, but Australia have been like top dog and ahead of it for for quite a while. With England really the only other um, team to to challenge them. Uh, so I, I think it's just a, it's just that that kind of that side of things. I think as we see, I think over the next five ten years, as uh, other countries catch up in um, in the in the women's game, we'll see a much more even. Um, even sort of, uh, yeah, even even playing field because I, you know, that some of the some of the women in the India team are phenomenal. Like Shafali Verma, <laughs> when she's when she's actually an adult, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> insanely good. Um, you've got uh, Alice Capsey for England, who's what 16, 17. Like, yeah, there's so much exciting talent coming through from the from teenagers in women's cricket that I think it's going to be yeah. A, yeah. a huge amount of this is professionalism as well. Australia yeah. were professionals before other teams, and yeah. they have a generation of players that played as professionals. England are just coming through probably their first generation of having professionals. And I don't just mean in the in the national team here, I mean like having a pool of players yeah. to pick from. Yeah, 50 players, say, or something like that. I think England are edging up towards that. Australia might be about there already. Uh, I'm sure India won't be far behind. I'm sure New Zealand will have uh, a reasonably professional setup soon. Uh, there are some barriers for other nations, um, probably for a different podcast, um, <laughs> but, um, but but there are some barriers um, that, that might prevent, you know, a hugely... A, another the, the next leap or might slow down the next leap but uh yeah, yeah i think professionalization is, yeah. is a thing here yeah that's it. and we're going to finish off with a couple of super chats sunil uh on both uh, says butler was the batsman of the is the batsman of the century and we all agree with that uh and uh can a team win in t20 with a le- with just 11 good batsmen uh who and some of them are part-time bowlers so could England, you go? England nearly did it yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> when time went yeah, off. yeah. Uh, no, I think you need four bowlers, basically. Yeah. I, the the ideal four T20... bowlers and two like part time ish. Yeah. This is what you want. The ideal T Twenty setup, I think, has eight pretty good batters, eight good batting options with different skills. You don't want them all to just be the same, yeah. but but like generally eight I mean, eight good batters, eight batting yeah. options, and six I, bowlers. I mean, if you've got Chris Wokes or Pat Cummins, that's 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 a good. Yes. Good bonus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it, there's all, you can have to compromise a little bit. But England England are quite close to the 8-6 the rule. And I think that's how you want to set your team up. Uh, now, that's easier for some nations than others. England, 
for whatever reason, produce a lot more all-rounders and, and players that have two good skills than, than some nations, uh, especially like Australia, who don't produce any. That's because people play in uh, in April with a with the Duke ball, so <laughs> yeah. everyone everyone always gets a bat. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, no county championship team carries a spinner, so everybody no. every every side needs somebody who can bowl a few overs of spin on the fourth day. So that maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I think it'd be really interesting. You know, if if I were if if I were running a franchise in a smaller league, um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did experiment and go like maybe nine batters with three part-timers and i'd love to see it i really would yeah. love to see it anyway back should we wrap this up yeah let's do it thanks very much for listening and watching the cricket podcast we will be back tomorrow afghanistan v india uh can india cling on keep their faint hopes of, se- of the semi-finals alive um we I shall know. see goodbye sports social podcast network <laughs>